0: Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, friends. I am super excited. I have a guest on here. She is a special friend that I met through a private group. It was called Lit from a Beth Moore conference that she held here in Houston, Texas. Her name is Angela O'Neill. Hi, Angela. Hi. Thank you for coming on here. I'm so honored for you to share your God story with us. For you listeners, her story is about the three moments when god showed up for her and i know you guys are going to be encouraged and inspired her whole story her testimony it's just amazing so angela if you would just share a little bit about yourself and give us some background and go ahead and go from there with your god story
1: sure well i am 36 years old and live in california and even showing up for the Beth Moore conference that we went to was a miracle in and of itself. I was the last minute on the waiting list person, and so uh, <laughs> I think even this moment right now is a God orchestrator, Like it wouldn't have happened. I, I shouldn't have been there. So oh, yeah. Um, so it's exciting to to see even what's coming with friendships from that. But, yeah,
0: yeah. I remember when I met you at that conference and you saying this was last minute they were able to get me in and you just flew right then and there last minute right
1: <laughs> yeah. well and then it was it was a last minute email that i got and then within 15 minutes of me calling my husband and making sure are we still okay with this and then checking with work again because all of those things had to, <laughs> yeah. I had to cross all my T's and dot all my i's uh-huh. Then my slot got filled again. Oh my goodness. And so I had to, I emailed them and I said, I'm just one person, please make room. My
0: oh. <laughs> heart can't handle this anymore. Yeah. 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 And for you listeners then, to know, the conference was for those that were called to write and speak and for Beth Moore and there was Priscilla Schreier there was Christine Kane they were just pouring into us just encouraging us and giving us biblical truth and going forward with our with the call so
1: it was an incredible day
0: yes it was (laughs) remarkable
1: so yeah, so that's that's a little bit of me. I am a fine arts director at a Christian school, and so that's what I do most days. I'm currently aspiring in some writing and speaking, so mm-hmm. and just trying to follow God wherever wherever He's leading me. Yeah, in those in those fields.
0: So good.
1: There's just three very definitive moments within my life that, for me, I can't explain it as anything other than a miracle, and, and God was there in that time, and there have been moments when there's been doubt or fear that well, I, can, I can look back on and go, okay, I, that doubt and fear is still there, but mm-hmm. let me remember that God is still there, too. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it starts from when I was conceived, when I was in my mom's womb, which is not where my Christianity starts, but that's where my testimony has. Start, my mom had a total of four miscarriages mm-hmm. and I was her last try so I have an older brother he was also he's a miracle baby and but then I was her last try to have another child and mm-hmm. she had just recently become a Christian and so for her it was her first time going through the, a pregnancy with now with God as, as part of that equation for her knowing him and having a personal relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And so my mom, she read a verse one day that said, "Your son will glor- glorify my name. And in that moment, she really held on to it, even though doctors were at the same time telling her, kind of preparing her for another another miscarriage to happen. Mm. And, but she held on to it. And firmly held on. So much so that she thought that I was going to be a boy. Nah. Because <laughs> it says the sun will glorify my name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was her only child, her only baby to go full term. Mm. But doctors throughout the whole time kept saying it's not going to happen. Her her womb was as strong as a wet piece of tissue paper. Wow. So, and then I went full term yeah. and came pound baby girl, oh. and so there's just no possibility yeah. that that she could hold me. Yes, um, and so with that, once I was old enough to kind of understand the vastness behind that situation and what that meant, I turned to Psalm 139. Became really, really important in my life when it says, "God is knitting you together in your mother's womb," and that's become like a life burst for me. It's mm-hmm. just the sense of I shouldn't be here. I, I have four, my mom has had has four miscarriages. So the fact that I was given the chance to even have one breath, let alone life, I know that God was there and I, mm-hmm. and I know that he was holding me in my mom's womb and even doctors, and, and which is really a cool moment when a doctor says, we had nothing to do with this
0: yeah for sure they uh, it can all goes see back it. to that bible yeah. that you're
1: reading and these weren't christian doctors yeah but they were able to, to to state that and proclaim we had nothing to do with
0: it wow that's awesome
1: yeah so that's not when i became a christian but once i became a christian which was at around age seven, and as i grew up in life and understood that story a little more it just has been something in my life where i can go no i was given breath i was given life there is a purpose and i need to cherish that and really know that that's special and and i mm-hmm. need to live out that purpose that god has given me mm-hmm. that's the first time that god he shows up all the time but <laughs> yeah that's that's, one that's of a the, miracle one of those moments.
0: yes yes well thank god that you are here because you're an amazing, beautiful person inside and
1: out.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well thank
1: you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So when I became a Christian I was around age seven and that again goes back to my mom. We are incredibly close and I love her and I'm so blessed to have a Christian role model for a mom. Bible stories every night we would go to bed and she would read a Bible story and then once I was old enough I started reading the stories
0: for her
1: Um, and I like to do that's the beginning because I I love I'm a storyteller that is Uh a part of who I am and I can look back now and go I think that's when it started was when my mom was reading Bible stories to me and then I wanted to read them to her and now that's what I love doing is telling stories and telling stories especially that lead back to Jesus yeah. and can proclaim him and someone can walk away yeah, with with something from that story that gets them closer to Jesus or leads them to him for the first time.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So I was young when I became a Christian. I was about seven years old. Mm-hmm. And I loved Jesus with my whole heart. And then I went on to high school and I think we grow and think we have different experiences in life and we become our own a little bit more we start learning who we are as an individual mm-hmm. and so the second time that I felt like God showed up was when I went on a youth camp for summer I was a freshman in high school mm-hmm. and we went to on a youth retreat for a week, and this retreat was taking us up to Northern California to a camp where we would go river rafting and rock climbing and jumping off cliffs in (laughs) the water. I don't know if it's the goodest idea, but we had a lot of (laughs) fun. Yeah.
0: My son went polar bearing, and you go in this ice-cold river, like creek bed, and you lay all the way down, so you're completely submerged under this ice-cold Mountain stream. Oh my, oh my gosh. That sounds miserable. Oh, horrible, right? <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it was yeah. so much fun." But I get this call because you're not supposed to have any phones or, you know, any. So, so they said if you get a phone call, that means your kid got in an accident or sick or something. So I get this oh, no. phone call, my heart just drops, and it's all because he went polar bearing. But I'm going, well, the camp you know, it suggested it as an activity, I'm going, oh, no. So he would just no. be sick the rest of the trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I would
1: imagine so. Yeah. Well, we're not far off from what's going to happen in my story yeah. with my mom getting a phone call. So I went and I was not afraid of the rock climbing. I was not afraid to go hiking and go jumping off Rocks into water. I probably should have been afraid of that, but that wasn't the <laughs> thing that was, was scaring me. I was afraid of the river rafting because I don't know. Water is so strong. And yeah. There's zero control, and mm-hmm. if I fall out, what happens? And will I be okay? And so that was my one fear. And so before I left, and we went on our way, I was telling my mom bye, and I started sobbing. <laughs> So I met a freshman in high school, crying in the parking lot, going, Mom, I'm going to die. I don't like, why, why am I going on this trip? And so my youth pastor, who wasn't still is a close family friend, said, Angela, you'll be fine. No one ever falls out of the raft. You're going to be okay. So I, I run, going, okay. Uh, Everyone says I'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we had a day of rock climbing and I remember conquering rocks and climbing pretty high and I felt pretty good about that and we jumped off cliffs and it was one of those things where so we jumped off of a cliff and then there was another rock right in front of us. You couldn't you couldn't jump. You had to just step off because if you jumped off you were going to hit the rock in front of you. Mm-hmm. So So we did that and then the next day, we started our two days of river rafting, and I was terrified. It was one of those situations where they were giving us the safety instructions, and <laughs> unlike what I would do if I was, I don't know, if I go on a plane, I usually don't listen. <laughs> and I should, because, it's, you know, you should. You should listen to all the safety instructions, but this moment was one of those moments where I would listening like, an A student yeah. every single thing that they were saying yeah and so we got in I was ready and we start going and it's fun and we're having a great time and they've given us the classifications there's a class one rapid which you can basically jump into a river and ride it on your own it's almost like a lazy river yeah and then there's class five and a class five is gonna be massive you probably shouldn't be (laughs) right yeah we were doing anywhere from a one to a three so right there in the middle yeah not too bad but strong enough so we were going and we we've gone for probably 10 20 minutes and I started having fun which meant that I started to lose my core and not realize I had to do work to hold myself in the raft
0: oh right yeah
1: and so we we get to our first class three so a big one and mm. the guys liked to name all of the the rapids. Mm-hmm. And so this one had the name of meat grinder. What what
0: was the name again?
1: Meat grinder?
0: Oh, meat grinder. Oh. Meat grinder. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> we get to meat grinder and yeah. we hit a rock right at the beginning.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I flew out. Oh. of
0: the raft. Oh my god. And so It was scary,
1: and the chaperone who was in the raft with us from church, he starts trying to pull me in and giving me his paddle. The guide is yelling, get her in the raft, get her in the raft, get her in the raft, and which also meant that it was probably not a really great idea for me to do this on my own, because they'll let you ride it on your own if it's safer. It's safer for you to just go. She was screaming for me to get in, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I kept reaching, and I just couldn't grab it. And so I was resolved to the fact that I was I was going to have to do this on my own. And mm. so I rode this rapid, and I, I listened to the safety instructions. And all I had was my little paddle, oh my and, and and that's it. And I I rode it all by myself. And every time I tried to breathe, water would come into my mouth, and I start choking. So on top of situation catching your breath was a hard thing also yeah. and so this one was about I, I could be exaggerating it seemed like it was a mile long <laughs> but yeah, I don't know
0: what reality it was it,
1: it was a while it was scary a short
0: one. yeah
1: yeah it was terrifying
0: oh my gosh and
1: so I get to the end and eventually get in a, a raft and my youth pastor it. Amazing how news travels fast. <laughs> it didn't take long for no. his boat, because I wasn't in his boat, to find out. And he's going, oh, no. Oh, They're gonna... <laughs> don't, don't call her parents. <laughs> don't find oh, out later. <laughs> yeah. So we had to keep going for about another hour before we hit land. So I had to just kind of con- contain my emotions for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And we hit land. And once we hit land, I just started pausing, because I could finally let it go. Right. So the guides came up to me, and they said, are you okay? And I'm crying, going, no, I'm not okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're like, I just (laughs) had a near-death experience. (laughs) No,
1: I'm not okay. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah. And they said, well, no, okay, we understand that, but are you okay? Are you hurt? And I said... No, I, I'm not hurt. And they said you should be so bruised right now because the name was meat grinder. So right. I think that gives like that idea that there were a lot of rocks, there were I, a lot of things I should have hit. Yeah, and I didn't have one scratch on me.
0: Wow, Angela, miracle. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so in that that you know i was afraid of it i was fearful mm-hmm. the, the trip itself was an incredible trip where we not only did those things but got to get closer with god and have fellowship with our our community mm-hmm. and so i would have missed out had i not gone had i let fear kind of take over mm-hmm. and so once i had time to process that even even moving on in life, it is a moment I look back to and just go, I should not have been okay again. I should have been at least hurt. Maybe not anything major, but I should have had bruises and yeah. scrapes, and, and I didn't touch one rock that whole time, oh my which goodness. was a miracle.
0: That totally is. That.
1: And so, again, I think God had me in his hand. And mm-hmm. it's one of those times where I look back and go, okay, you, you've got this. I may be afraid to take that step into something else I may be afraid of something but you have me and Mm -hmm. so it it was a moment in my walk where it was me and God together
0: yeah for sure yeah wow that's an amazing story and it's like he's got your guardian angels carrying you down that stream during the whole time he was carrying you down oh that's so amazing yeah yeah you
1: know I'm grateful for that moment I wasn't grateful in the moment yeah (laughs) but looking back I I am so grateful yeah that God and I had that moment together
0: for sure and so you got your third moment
1: and so my third time I was in my late 20s and things in life just weren't happening according to my plan which I think is the key to it all Mm -hmm. you know I had my idea of I'm going to be married by this point. I'm going to have kids by this point. And God, this is going to be great. Like, we can just work this out and it can all happen. (laughs) And he went, well, that's cute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think even leading up to that, through high school and then even my early 20s, I know that our identity is in him. And there were a lot of moments where I know Satan was trying to feel not. He couldn't take me away from that, but tried to yeah. distract me distract or you. show me like, yeah. well, what about this or well, what about this yes. or or even put in those words of because I didn't get married on my timeline and I went through relationships where there was pain and there were words that started to get put in my life and on my heart of mm-hmm. well. You know, you're perfect, but you're not the right one for me. You're this, but you're there's always that but. You're but you're not enough. Mm. And that started to, I think, my identity. Still, I was, I was, and always will be a child of God. But I started, I think, those words started to become louder in my in my vo- in my heart.
0: Yeah, um, the negative. always a but. Yeah, the mm. negative words became louder.
1: Yeah, and so and 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 not being enough is hard, and wrapping your mind around someone saying, you're perfect, but you're not for me, mm-hmm. is hard, you know, sure. and so, I got to a point where I thought, okay, well, maybe I should change it up a little bit, I need to try something different, and that led me to moving away from my family for a little bit, mm-hmm. and God is good, because in that move, while I don't think it probably was the wisest thing for me to do, mm-hmm. Again, he was there. I call it kind of my wilderness time where I felt like I was wandering in the wilderness a little bit. But Mm -hmm. in that, I moved away and I had a great community, a great church in that move. But I really was figuring out who I was as a woman of God and what it is to rely on him and depend on him because Mm -hmm. all the comforts of my life were far away from me. I love my family. I come from a big Italian family where we love each other mm. loudly. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's who we are. That's um, awesome. But in mm-hmm. in that moment, I was away, and I pulled myself away mm-hmm. to pursue things in my own way. Right. And so I moved, and in that, was figuring things out on my own. And I was in a relationship and trying to work it out because my timeline well, we were a few years overdue at that point. Yeah. Uh, and so things didn't work. And I I just eventually started to not be me in the sense of I wasn't living who I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm, I'm a storyteller. Uh, there are things that I feel totally called to do and be. And I, I wasn't doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think when we, we lose that a little bit, it's hard. And it it can start to become even dark Mm -hmm. in that time. And so I was back East trying to do it on my own and trying to figure it out. And I got an email from a friend one day and it said, there's a job opportunity back in California, right where my family was at. And I think you'd be perfect for it. My friend had the job before me, but then he got called into his dream position and Mm -hmm. so he was he was giving it up and so he said I don't even know where you're at or what you're doing Mm -hmm. right now but (laughs) here's this opportunity and I'm just giving it your way and the funny thing is when I initially moved back east I didn't bring anything but clothes and some essentials because I was living with some friends so I was able Mm -hmm. to kind of set up shop with them and and be comfortable and they are amazing people who I I love dearly but at this point I had moved out and moved to another state there's there's a lot of things that (laughs) happened but I moved to another state and I was very alone I had a few people but it came to a point where I was now moving into an apartment with people I didn't know these are just things that are not smart to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I was trying to do it and trying to make it work
0: and but finally needed my stuff along the way I was always with some friends even that initial
1: move to that new state I was I was with friends the whole time until now until this exact moment Mm -hmm. and so um, I my parents had just brought all of my belongings for me to make life out there Mm -hmm. and they were not doing that with a happy heart. No, <laughs> they were but... very upset. But letting me make my own decisions mm-hmm. and letting me mm-hmm. either this is gonna work or it's not and they are gracious and unconditional with their love and so I'm very grateful for that. But mm-hmm. we literally had just set up my room in this apartment when I got that email that evening.
0: Oh my goodness. And
1: I went and I so I I just been going, I don't I don't even I don't even know what to do with this. All my stuff is here now. Yeah. And so I showed my mom, and she was like, okay, let's go. We'll pack it back up. We'll leave. We'll go back home. (laughs) She's like, thank you, God. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I said, well, I don't have the job. This is just an email. Yeah. And so... They went home I applied for the job and went through a lot of turmoil with that because I think when we try to do things on our own accord when that plan doesn't work then it's really hard
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's almost yeah it feels like a failure it feels yeah all of those things and so yeah. I I went forward I applied for the job mm-hmm. and it's funny I I just had confidence that I was supposed to do that and I was supposed to apply, even though I didn't necessarily want that in the moment. I wanted a different life, mm-hmm. and so then I got the job, was offered it, and just was in kind of a state of okay, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I prayed to God, and I said, okay, okay, God, and I kind of tested Him. I was mm-hmm. a little sassy. <laughs> sassiness to my prayer. I think in this
0: moment yeah. luckily she's out on me following and yeah. he was okay so so with that we've all, yeah we've
1: all been there <laughs> a little sass in on our prayers it's real we can come real <laughs> yes, with can. our real emotions
0: that's right so I,
1: I prayed to him and it had rained earlier that day but it wasn't raining in that moment and I said okay God here's what I need from you and and be careful be careful in those prayers (laughs) (laughs) Um, if I'm supposed to go home and if I'm supposed to take this job I want to see a rainbow and it wasn't raining Mm -hmm. the rain had gone the rain was well past Mm -hmm. and so I was in the parking lot saying this prayer and I pull out of the parking lot onto the main road and the fullest, brightest, biggest rainbow Mm. was right in front of me Aww. And then, and then I initially went, okay. So God, does that mean like am I, am I supposed to take the job, or are you just <laughs> showing me that you're here? I try to analyze it with God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I know there's probably so many explanations for why that rainbow was there, but for me, I had just prayed that, and I do believe we have a God who can do miracles and who can show up
0: mm-hmm. like yeah. that, and yeah. And while I still went back and forth, because it still wasn't an easy decision, I uh,
1: I knew that I was supposed to go. And so I, I accepted the job, and then I actually rejected the job, and then I accepted it again. And the fact that my boss bought it to still take me at that point is, is <laughs> yeah. also a miracle.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Well, when our plans don't work out, it feels like a loss, and there is a time of grieving, and you know and that whole confusion and it's frustrating and it's sad and so even though you had this opportunity it still didn't make up for what you were trying to achieve and trying to do on your own but further along god shows us the why and the best plan that he has for us with the whole why, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. And
1: he is so gracious. It wasn't easy even making the decision. I was stepping back into who I'm supposed to be and and into a purpose and mm-hmm. back in the spot I was supposed to be. But there were dark moments. But because of that, because of the it didn't work out, mm-hmm. and there's this loss of someone and place that has, all the things that had started to form. Mm-hmm. There's the loss, and there's the the shame we can go through with decisions and, mm-hmm. and mistakes along the way, and gosh, Satan can really pull you down with that. Yeah. And that happened, and there was a lot of time, but Scripture and people around me still just kept pouring truth into my life, mm-hmm. and where there's a little bit of light, yeah, it, it defeats darkness, and yeah. so while it took a while for that light to kind of shine brightly, it did happen, and God renewed Everything that felt broken mm-hmm. uh, from from that experience, and I think it's become almost part of my call as well because I just want women to know, and men and women, children, mm-hmm. everyone to know that you do have an identity in Christ, and and it will be challenged and attacked, but stay firm in who you are. You are chosen. You are you are loved. You are worthy. Mm-hmm. You don't need to try to be something you're not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that is the best advice is just to be who you are, you know, how it it never gets old for somebody to constantly tell you the words of life. You were uniquely made and created in a unique way. Yeah, you may have similarities to somebody else. You may have similar interests, but nobody has your own unique voice experiences and God's stories and your own unique style and the way you think. I mean, God just gives us our own unique way of experiencing life and Even though there may be similarities, it's still not the same. No two are alike. Yeah, I love that because that just, you know, keeps us from comparing with each other. Keeps us focused on going for that calling and living in our purpose, living in our destiny that, that God has already laid out before us.
1: Right. Yeah. I remember at the conference we were at, that was one of the first things Beth Moore said was, Everybody, just lay aside the comparison right now.
0: Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a whole bunch
1: of women in here who want to do similar things, but again, unique and different, and, and we're on the same team. Yeah. So let's not compare.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's,
1: let's celebrate each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so important. Yeah. Well, yeah, so thank you for that takeaway on our identity, and love all the amazing miracles that God has done in your life and I'm so grateful to know you and I look forward to seeing all that God has for you the the many more things he has for you and so that wasn't the same job was that a different job than what you have now or
1: it is the same job that I have now so I but there's there's been really amazing thing so i am a fine arts director so we tell stories through theatrical experience mm-hmm. all the time one of the cool things that happened this year was well rewind when i was in my master's mm-hmm. 10 years ago i wrote a play mm-hmm. based off of pilgrim's progress mm-hmm. uh, the old 400 year old book wow. <laughs> maybe the more than that at this point but I modernized it and this past year my partner teacher and I and his wife we edited it and we added music to it and it premiered this year so something that was on my heart 10 years ago and storytelling and creativity mm-hmm. uh, this past year we got to put that show on at work and it was one of the most special moments ever wow. uh, to have a place where that to work at that supports dreams and supports mm. calling and, yeah. and all of that. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of a step into a little more writing and trying to create stories where people can find Jesus telling the gospel in a creative, different way and mm. helping people identify with that. So that was kind of a, a new thing this year.
0: Yeah. The same job, but that
1: was a new moment
0: this year. See, those are the times where you're like, okay, God, I'm glad you moved me back home. Cause, right. Yeah. yeah. You would have missed out exactly. on that big treasure. Yeah, right. Oh.
1: Right.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much. I know God is going to give you more and more of those treasures. And I know that that plan and and purpose and sometimes we just got to go through that time of trying to work things out on our own to realize that's not the right way. (laughs) The right way is going the way God wants us to go. His timing
1: is perfect. And it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. I will
0: will not say that
1: those years were easy, but mm-hmm. his
0: timing is right. It really and is, so. yeah. He knows when when the time is right for us to really listen and and do that thing that mm-hmm. you know he's calling us to do, and to start following him instead of trying to follow our ourselves and our own will. And right. so, yeah i love it his mercies are new each day so well thank you angela for coming on you're here welcome. all right girl we'll talk to you thank soon. you so much you're welcome bye-bye <laughs> All right. thank you so much for listening today i trust that god has encouraged you through this message for more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at jamieelisabethshespeakslife. She life. That's J A Y M E Elizabeth. She speaks life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.